I've got some updates on the California e-bike incentive project, a rebate for electric bikes. Several months ago when I talked about this, we knew that the funding for the program had been set aside. We knew that there was going to be a website called ebikeincentives.org, but it wasn't live. You couldn't do anything. Uh, and there were a lot of questions about weird things like are fenders included in a rebate? Does a helmet count? When exactly is the program actually going to be live? Which, of course, as always, it's running late. So today I've got an update that, one, the website is live. It's called ebikeincentives.org. You can go there right now and everything comes up. And although you can't apply quite yet, you can find out if you are eligible. And they have pinned down some of the unknowns on those specifics as far as exactly which bikes are included. So the first step now that the website is live is that bike retailers can sign up. Now, according to the information I received, they're going to give about a month for bike retailers to sign up for this program. So if you go to the website uh, at the top of the menu, there's a tab that says e-bike shoppers and there's an approved retailer map. Now it's basically empty. The only thing on there is the program administrator, uh, but companies can apply. So at area 13, of course, we have already submitted our paperwork and applied, so hopefully they'll review that and will pop up on their map. Now, again, this is a California-specific program, so not only do you have to live in California, but the company you're buying a bike from has to have a physical presence in California as well. So that's the first thing, I guess, to watch out for as a consumer who's looking to take advantage of this program, uh, I would hop on to this one, see if you're eligible, because you can do that now. And then two, uh, pay attention to the approved retailer map and see who starts popping up, because maybe the bike you want to buy is going to be available from one of these retail shops, and maybe it's not, and you got to look at some other options. So that's just something to be aware of. So initially they talked about a trial of sorts for this program or a soft launch I should say where they had four specific regions of California where they were going to release a very limited number of these rebates basically just to make sure the program is working correctly so that is still the plan so the soft launch I assume is going to begin in about a month from now so uh, second half of October I would say, and then after that's done, the applications should be open to everybody. I don't know exactly how long that soft launch is going to run, so we're really looking at the winter season before this is going to kick in for everybody. So on the downside, it's kind of not the ideal time to buy a bike uh, weather-wise. On the plus side, in the winter, bike shops are typically slow. Their prices are usually very competitive, very reasonable. So maybe you're going to be able to not only find a really good bike at a good price in addition to the rebate, which is going to bring the cost down even further. Uh, it's possible some bikes might be coming out with like newer 2024 models then. I wouldn't bank on that last one just because there's so much excess inventory of bikes right now. But I think the timing will work out 
that you can get a good deal, uh, you'll just definitely want to act quick because, again, the funding is limited. Now, speaking of funding, they did announce that CARB, that's the California Air Resources Board, I believe, will contribute an additional $3 million. So the total budget for the launch is now $13 million. So it's bumped up from 10. And then it says they have tentatively set aside $18 million in the next budget for 2024. So even though the $10 million, which now turned into $13 million, is actually set aside for 2023, and by the time this all rolls out, we're going to be at the very, very tail end of, of the year. Everybody that I've talked to about this program says, compared to the number of people there are in California, uh, basically the funding is going to disappear very, very quickly. You're going to have to act very fast to get one of these rebates. They've already got funding set aside for next year. Now, I don't know if that's, it does say tentatively, so I don't know if that's going to be available, you know, January or if it's going to be like this year where it's not going to be available till. Uh, spring or summer or sometime later. There's no information on that at this point in time. Let's review the bikes that are eligible, the rebate amounts, as well as... uh, So let's start with the eligibility. Uh, Who's eligible for an e-bike incentive? All this information now is coming directly from the ebikeincentives.org website. So you can go there right now and you can read all of this for yourself. Uh, So it's California residents, 18 years or older, Uh, And it says they will verify your residency using a California driver's license, AB60 license, or California ID card. Income limit is 300% of the federal poverty level. Uh, You do have to complete the online application, of course, and that's where they're going to ask for the verification that you live in California, uh, the ID They're going to ask for income verification. It also says education slash safety training requirements. I don't know exactly what that means. They talked about some sort of safety or training. Now, when I filled out my application as a retailer, one of the questions was, would we be willing to be a training location? Uh, Which I said, yes, of course, I'd be happy to teach people about e-bikes and electric bike safety. I mean, we realistically do it all the time anyway. So, uh, of course we would. So, I'm not sure if they're actually going to require the bike shops to do this safety training. Like, does that mean that if you buy a bike online within the state of California, that you still have to physically go to another shop to do this training to actually get the rebate? I don't know. That's that's a little bit fuzzy at the moment, but there's there's something there. Before they had talked about like some sort of online course, to me that makes sense. The only reason I'm talking about it as maybe you have to go somewhere is because of the fact that they asked on the retail side if we would be a location for training. And then the final step on this is you have to receive an approval notification via email before you purchase your bike. So if you go buy a bike now and hope that the rebate is retroactive, it will not work. You have to take the rebate physically with you to the bike shop where you're going to buy your bike from. So 
that is definitely a requirement from everything I've read that you're going to get this rebate and you basically you get the rebate at the time of sale. So you are not paying full price for the bike and waiting for the state of California to send you back uh, a check or something later. Basically, you can go to the bike shop and only spend the amount of money you need to spend to get the bike accounting for the rebate you have. So if it's a $1,500 bike and you got a $1,000 rebate, you're going to pay 500 bucks in sales tax. So you got to have that in hand. Unfortunately, if you already bought a bike, uh, this won't apply. You'd have to go buy another one. And I guess that's okay. They have on this same page the actual dollar amounts for the federal poverty limits. Uh, there's two numbers that are listed there. There is the 300% of federal poverty level. If you're over that, you just can't get the rebate, period. Uh, under that, at 225% of federal poverty level, you would have priority. So they're going to fill the priority applications first. They have a set amount of dollars. I don't remember what that is. Uh, but there's a set amount that they're going to prioritize towards the lower towards the lower income category they've created there. And then once those are filled, they're going to fill uh, everything else. So how much are the incentives? It is $1,000 base incentive for everybody. So 1000 bucks off an e-bike, and the price of the bike doesn't matter. If you find a $1,000 e-bike, you can go get a $1,000 e-bike with a voucher and effectively walk out with just paying the sales tax. You get an additional $250 if you are a priority applicant under that 225% income requirement. So that brings it up to $1,250. If you are going for a cargo bike or an adaptive bike, that's an extra $750 as well. So the maximum total amount would be $2,000, which is pretty crazy. So if you fit the lower income and you pick up a cargo bike, you've got basically a budget of $2,000 to pick out a cargo bike, uh, which gives you tons of options. Now, those three things uh, are interchangeable, if you will. So it's $1,000 no matter what, and then $250 for the low income, and then $750 for the cargo bike. You don't have to be in that lower income category to get the cargo bike. So as long as you meet the upper requirements, you get 1750 off a bike. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty heavy incentive for people to look at cargo bikes, that extra 750 bucks. I mean, it almost doubles it. Now, let's say the voucher you got was, in fact, $2,000. You got the max. You find an e-bike that you like and you're happy with, and it's 1500 bucks. What can you do with the extra $500? Well, if you're buying an electric bike at an approved retailer, with the sale, it has to happen with the sale of the bike. You can't do this later. You can't do it earlier. It has to be all under the same purchase. You can also get a helmet. Actually, it says helmets, plural. Can you buy more than one? I don't know. Uh, it says helmets, locks, reflective clothing, racks, fenders, and this is really interesting, any sales tax associated with eligible purchases. If you can get the bike, a helmet, a lock, some uh, safety clothing, uh, you want to add racks and fenders if that's something that's sold separately for certain models of bikes, and the sales tax, 
If you can get all that under $2,000, you are walking out the door without paying a penny for the bike. So that's how this is going to work. That's a pretty good incentive, I would say. And last, I need to cover which specific types of bikes are covered. So the bikes must be a class one, two, or three. If they're outside of that category, they won't qualify. So if you've got something that's advertised as 1,000 watts, 2,000 watts, uh, not going to qualify. Just they're not going to do it. Class one, two, or three bike, which means 750-watt motor or less. It's got to have pedals. Now, some of the extra things that uh, there was a little bit of pushback on uh, during some of the, the meetings that were done earlier, but this is what has come through, is that they must have integrated front and rear lights. Not a big deal in my opinion because most bikes have that now. But if you just have a, a rear light that's running off a separate battery, that does not count. It says lights must be wired to run off of the e-bike battery. They have uh, clarified that. This last one is a little bit tricky. It says that it must be delivered fully assembled. Now, I thought the people that were going to push back against that were online retailers that were shipping a lot of bikes. Uh but those are not the people that spoke up during the public meeting about this. It was consumers saying, I don't want to have to spend extra money to buy a bike that comes or is delivered fully assembled if I can put it together myself out of a box. Like people do it all the time, every day. Fully assembled really shouldn't be a requirement. But they are requiring that. So it must be delivered fully assembled. Now, big one people thought about that I see is thankfully changed. I'm really happy about this. Uh, was about full suspension bikes. Initially, they said full suspension bikes were not allowed. And people were outraged, like, what? what? Why? And the reasoning was that they were assuming full suspension meant mountain bike, and they want people to buy commuter bikes, not realizing that so many commuter bikes now have full suspension so it was unnecessarily eliminating a ton of electric bikes. And people really pushed back hard on that one in the public meeting. And it looks like they won people over because it says right here, full suspension e-bikes are eligible as long as they follow all conditions above. So as long as it's got a motor of less than 750 watts, it's a class one, two, or three, and it has front and rear integrated lights, then it's going to be covered. Now, cargo e-bikes, that's worth an additional $750 on the rebate. Where do you draw the line between a cargo bike and not a cargo bike? Thankfully, they have made that very easy because I was thinking some bikes kind of look like a cargo bike, but where do you exactly draw the line? So they're following all the same rules as before, but here's some extra criteria it says they're designed to carry at least one additional passenger or designed to carry a heavier or bulkier loads than standard e-bikes makes sense but again how do you how do you quantify that i'm gonna have to go measure some of the bikes we have because i know i just got in a flyer as in radio flyer bike that to me is a cargo bike does it fit this requirement i don't know 
It says, have an extended frame and total length greater than 68 inches. So they have actually set a length requirement, uh, which I find really interesting. That makes sense. Cargo bikes are generally always longer. You have that long tail, uh, or you've got a big basket in front that makes the front end longer. In some way, they're always longer. So what they have done is decided that if it's greater than 68 inches in length and it's designed to carry heavier loads, then it's a cargo bike. I think what they're really doing is just eliminating really short bikes that are clearly not cargo bikes. So that'll be interesting. We'll I'll have to do some more research on that. Uh, now, the adaptive e-bikes, that was another uh, category. So if you need something that is set up for you know, a balance issue, disability, anything like that. So here's examples of adaptive bikes. They have adult electric trikes. That's easy. So if it's a trike, it qualifies. That's simple. Uh, Tandems, hand cycles, recumbents, wheelchair tandems, and carriers. Uh, And in this case, they specify must have operable hand or foot pedals. So you can use arm cranks, Instead, that makes perfect sense. They do say on here purchasing an adaptive e-bike may take longer to determine eligibility. There are definitely other things on the website that say coming soon. Uh, If I go to the resources page uh, where it's going to talk about the training and the education, the e-bike safety training, uh, it just says materials will be forthcoming and available prior to consumer application launch. So it's not public yet. We don't know exactly what that's going to say. It also says environmental impact training. Same thing, materials will be forthcoming. So uh, whether that's a little online test or something else you have to do, uh, I don't know exactly what the details are. But again, if you want to go check this out in detail, it's ebikeincentives.org. And I am Kyle from Area 13. We have an e-bike shop in Grass Valley, California, We will be, of course, a part of this program, and you're welcome to come get your bike from us.